This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Skate Podcast on WEEI.com. Bobby Orr, behind the net, the Sanderson, the Orr! Bobby Orr! Orr! For the first time in 39 years, the Boston Bruins have won the Stanley Cup. Talking Bruins and NHL. Sure, old-time hockey. Like it is sure. With writer and producer Brian DeFelice. Brian DeFelice is an emerging talent. Bridget Prue. Yeah, he's a little bit on the hot seat. Burn him! And WEEI.com Bruins writer Scott McLaughlin. Great Scott! Lace him up for some bees talk right now. I'm a damn dog! It's the Skate Pod on WEEI. Hello and welcome to episode 124 of the Skate Podcast. I'm Bridget Prue here with Scott McLaughlin. We just came from Bruins practice. Uh, Brian DeFleece is at work somewhere. <laughs> but Scott and I just came from the Bruins practice, which by the way, Scott, I had a great time. It was so funny to see all the guys in their in their little Mario outfits. And I don't know which one was funnier. I think maybe Marshawn might have been my favorite uh, as Luigi, but... Yeah, so the Bruins were making their annual visits to local children's hospitals uh, dressed up for Halloween. And it's the first time they've been able to do it in person for a few years because of COVID, which uh, they're all pretty excited about. Um, but yeah, the theme this year was Nintendo characters. So you had Bergeron and Marchand as Mario and Luigi. Uh, Derek Forbert as Princess was a real standout. Uh, oh, he, he was not looking so happy. <laughs> You know, it was interesting because some guys said they got to pick and other guys didn't. Forbes said he didn't get to pick, so. Yeah, I think the only two that got to pick were Marshawn and Bergeron. Yeah, I think you need a little bit of seniority to. Yeah, because Swayman, I don't even think Swayman knew who he was. Uh, And no, 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 Allmark didn't know who he was. They were, so Swayman was Bowser and Allmark was Toad. And, you know, they came out together, actually, because, you know, they usually do that. Um, but, I mean, everybody was having fun with it, maybe except for Forbert, <laughs> <laughs> who, by the way, had to go get gas on his way to the children's hospital dressed as uh, Princess Peach. And then uh, Charlie Coyle said he was just worried that he was going to stop at a stoplight and someone was going to look over and see him dressed as Yoshi. So... <laughs> Oh, and and, uh, Nick Foligno kept rubbing his belly. They all had these big bellies. Like, Foligno was Wario. He had, like, a big puffy belly. And Mario and... uh, So, Bergeron is Mario and uh, Luigi... Okay, Marshawn all had the big bellies, and they were all just like rubbing them. Yeah, I mean all the all the Mario Party characters, they're yeah, they're all little chubby. So you yeah, know, you gotta, they have like you gotta an, really go in. You can't. They had like an inflatable bag in there to to make it big, but it was kind of funny. They kind of looked like they were like pregnant women, like putting their hands on their stomach, like rubbing it like there was a baby. <laughs> the, the only the only one who's really in shape is Donkey Kong, which is Brandon Carlo. Obviously, Donkey Kong jacked, and uh, Carlo said he got to pick his too. So maybe you know. 
if you're if you're one of the captains or rotating assistant captains well, or something. He also couldn't zip it up. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the back, but like first of all, Brendan Carlo is ridiculously tall, and I don't know how he even got it to fit. I didn't notice. Maybe he cut holes in the bottom, like where the feet go or whatever. But he was the back did not zip at all. He was just walking around with it like <laughs> kind of on. But um, in I guess like less jovial news uh carlo also talked about because he was back in a regular jersey for the first time at monday's practice um and shared that it was a concussion that he had suffered that was his injury um suffered in the home opener against arizona and you know i i went through and i believe it's the fifth documented concussion of his career so that's obviously pretty concerning but he said you know he said he felt better after about three days and didn't have any setbacks, cleared all the steps he needed to. So he's he's cleared to practice in full contact. Whether or not he gets in Tuesday night remains to be seen. Jim Montgomery said, uh, you know, he's getting closer, but no decision had been made yet. So part of that might be see how he responds to Monday's practice, make sure there's no sort of lingering side effects or anything. Um, but, you know, Carlo talked about how, like, He's he's fully aware of, you know, everything about concussions and, you know, the potential of like what they can mean long term. But, um, you know, but he also knows he's had more severe concussions than this. And he knows how bad that can be thinking of, like, spending a night in the hospital after the Tom Wilson hit. Uh, was that last year or the year before? Two years. Two years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, this one, he said he recovered pretty quickly and, you know, felt good. And did, obviously there are levels of severity. None of them are good. Like, obviously any concussion is bad, but it does seem like this is one that, you know, knock, knock on wood wasn't um, wasn't that serious in terms of long-term, like, lasting effects. Yeah, it was kind of interesting to hear him explain how he, like, when he knew he had a concussion, like, when he got hit... And he said that when he started skating back towards the bench, he started being able to not see very well out of one of his eyes. So it kind of like went black on him. And then he went back in the locker room and then they diagnosed him with it. So it was just kind of interesting to hear like what it was like from like in the moment from what he saw and what he went through. It was I mean, you never want to hear that. It's you know, when you hear concussion and then when you kind of hear what he went through it's even though like you said he's not going to be out for a long time and it's not his worst one you just know they keep coming and it's like i think you asked scott um is there anything you could have done to like protect yourself against the hit and he was kind of like i don't know like it you know i i know what i'm supposed to do with my body but like it's unpredictable and and that's the scary part when you've had multiple concussions in his case like we're talking about more than like he his next one will be you know his sixth one so yeah, it's easier. It happens easier. Sometimes you get hit in the shoulder, you get whiplash, you get a concussion. Yeah, and, and I think that's what happened here. Like, he didn't get, like, a shoulder to the head. He got hit a hard shoulder to chest and kind of had, like, that whiplash effect and looked like his head hit the glass a little bit, um, which was kind of what happened on the one he got against the Islanders in the playoffs a couple years back, too, where Cal Clutterbuck, it was a perfectly clean hit. There was no direct shot to the head, but it was Carlo you know getting knocked backwards and hitting his head on the boards like or on the glass rather like that's you know like he said he's like it's it's a fast physical game and obviously um you know they're gonna happen because of that like it's 
you can as much you can try to put yourself in better positions and be better prepared as much as you want but like at a certain point it's like you're gonna get hit it, yeah like, and it's gonna happen especially when you're a defenseman because you always have forwards coming closing down on you not only that but you're gonna get hit but you're also some guys aren't gonna hit you clean like whether or not you think you can dodge stuff like sure you most guys they're not trying to hurt you but yeah. you have you know you have guys in the league that aren't aren't afraid to lay something a little bit dirtier we're talking the wilsons and kachuk and- well and i wonder if it's like i wonder if there's a thing where like guys see carlo as more of like a green light type of hit because yeah. he's so big that like if you're not gonna you know if you're just gonna like throw it like a half-ass a hit then you're gonna gonna be the one who gets knocked down so yeah yeah. whereas you know like if you're going in on a grizzly a lighter hit might be enough to bump him off the puck or or accomplish whatever you need to accomplish yeah and so so we got to talk to carlo today um was that the first time he was with without the the non-contact jersey so he's he's skating i i noticed that he was out there i was kind of surprised but i didn't know maybe if he had one other practice um without the non-contact but anyway he's out there in the regular full contact jersey mcavoy was out there too or in the yellow penny which also i had people texting me oh he's out of the non-contact no the yellow is still non-contact it's just like yeah they've he, changed up the colors this yeah, year which is so the yellow is a little still confusing non-contact but... and then they have those three merlot jerseys which Marshawn was wearing Stanika and Lauko, and obviously Stanika and Lauko aren't injured. They were just the extra forward. So, Scott, is it – so because Marshawn's wearing the Merlot, though, are they, are they not supposed to hit any of the three in the Merlot? I don't know. I don't know if there's, like, any official rules around that. I think it's it's definitely understood among the team. Like, you know, don't be stupid and, like, drive Marshawn hard into the boards. Like, you know, let's take it a little easy. Like that's, like, a medium contact. Yeah, and then they also weren't – like, they were – taking kind of sparing turns through drills like they the other four lines are clearly getting more reps than them anyway yeah. so um i think it's one of those where it's like it's probably understood that martian can maybe handle a little bit of bumping here and there but like you know it's not like, like no one's throwing huge hits on anyone anyways so no you don't want to do yeah. that in practice but um but yeah so there was actually i guess more news than usual coming out of practice today i guess you would say and then also just the fun stuff of yeah um all the halloween costumes which is that's one of my favorite things to watch when they have it on behind the b and i just to actually see it in person was was pretty cool um and so also the reason i went today was because i had a one-on-one interview with connor clifton and he was very nice to give us about like eight minutes of his time um just ask him some questions about his role this season how he approached the season um knowing he was gonna have to eat up more ice time um it's actually really interesting his very first two answers were were pretty interesting and then at the end it got kind of silly because um our producer john anderson um from gresham keith wanted me to ask him what his favorite blink 182 songs are because he saw that uh clifton was a big uh, blink 182 guy however he's not a huge swifty Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder who the biggest Swifty on the Bruins is. I almost asked when he said he, but he like seemed to be totally oblivious to the fact that they even recorded the TikTok of them all listening to Taylor <laughs> Swift in the locker room, like the moody TikTok video, which if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, you have to look it up. It's on the Bruins TikTok. It is so funny. He's waiting for the Blink-182 reunion tour TikTok. Uh, yeah. He'll pay attention to that, huh? But anyway, yeah. So there's some like... 
off the front, there's the serious questions about the season and how he's been playing. And at the back end, there's kind of funnier ones. I also asked him about like the college hockey rivalries that go on in the locker room and things like that. So I, I haven't even heard this yet, so I'm excited to listen to it as well. Thank you for taking yeah, the time. For sure. <laughs> nice to meet you. Me I think I talked to you the other day um, in the locker room, but I'll just get off real quick, like simple. Uh, have just how have you felt your season started out so far, just you in particular? Uh, personal, I feel great, honestly. Um, I really didn't have a great preseason, say, and I didn't think I was that good, honestly. Practice end games, and for whatever reason, I met with Sweens, Monty towards the end and I was like okay we obviously have some huge missing pieces so I really need to contribute a little more and it's you know it's it, they count now right so I think I took that to heart and from game one I think I've been I, I've been doing pretty well I've been skating making plays and yeah there's a little more freedom in Monty's style but for whatever reason he's he's a uh, he's wanting the D to jump up in the play and, and we've been all six who have been in the lineup and been doing that and been really solid back there. I was gonna say, have all of you kind of taken that same like mindset, that same approach to just knowing how much you might have to step up with the guys that are, are missing? Yeah, I think it's clear that we're all bought into the style, right? Obviously, we have two, two three now, right? With, with Carlo's injury, um, that's a lot of ice time, right? Especially for Chuck, you know, he can play 30 minutes a night. So obviously, no one's gonna pick up eight, 12 minutes by themselves, but you know, we could pick collectively each pair gets a little couple extra minutes and and, and we make up for it and so you you've had that expanded role um, you mentioned that you know you knew you had to step up but what's it been like the extra minutes the you know the extra um, opportunities offensively yeah I mean it's why you play the game right everyone wants to play more <laughs> right uh, it, it's you just feel good obviously you still make plenty of mistakes, but you know you're going out next shift, so you, you forget about them. You drop it and you you get ready for the next one. So I think that it's just so it, it's been so fast, right? Um, I mean, I don't know what I played last year, but it was somewhere around 16, 17, and then all of a sudden I had a 25 minute, right? Yeah. So it's like it's a lot different, and the situations I've been put in because of the injuries have uh, just it, it is it's just opportunity and I think it's been great did you know going into the season that you wanted to maybe step up the physicality as well because you've been playing very physical I know it's always been part of your game but it seems like I don't know if it's just more front and center because you have more time I honestly think I mean I've been with Forbes for a while now we play against you know last year we played mostly against the third fourth liner so it's like it's it's kind of easier to get hits then right they're just not as big right you get your rub outs in the corner you know those guys are trying to forecheck hard and dump pucks in and you got to go get it and then this year it's been a little different I've been playing against more skilled guys so I think there's obviously always a time and place for hitting and I've I been can trying... see in your face that you're like I like to hit those guys yeah yeah <laughs> of course of course but it's a lot harder right yeah. so you got to be strategic with it right if you're stepping up and trying to force a hit, which, I mean, I've learned, you know, in preseason, Jack Hughes got me with this highlight reel goal, because I tried to, you know, usually I'm trying to get pressure him outside the dots, he doesn't want to go outside the dots, right, he makes a move to the middle, next thing you know, two on one goal, um, so, I mean, that, it's just one of those things, right, you got to be strategic with it, and I think I've kind of done well with picking my spots and, and getting some big hits when I can. Now, picking your spots too, does that also mean for you making sure you make, only make the hits that you know, you're not going to get penalized for? Because in the past, you it seemed like you 
maybe in the first few years of your career had more penalties and this year it doesn't seem like you've been even really coming close to, to getting those calls. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I haven't had too so many So just picking your spots yeah, in, for in sure. that way too. I think that's, yeah, exactly. Um, not being baited in stuff. Not being baited in and you don't want to go outside the dots, throw a hit, and next thing you know he already made the play and then you're back checking and uh, there's an odd man rush going on your D partner. So that's, you definitely want to avoid that, right? I I feel like I've just been picking spots well where, you know, you're ending the play, they have the puck, and then you separate man from puck, and then we got possession. So that's always important. So like the simple, exactly. simple way to play. Exactly. I have, okay, so I have a funny question. Uh, this is from my coworker who is a big Blink-182 fan. And he said he read a tweet that you were happy about the Blink-182 oh, yeah. reunion. And he said, he said, Bridget, I need you to ask him what his top ten favorite pop punk songs are. You don't have to list top ten. ten. Oh my you don't God. have to list ten. But are he we was talking wanting Blink to know right now? Your, yeah, Blink and oh. just pop punk because you. Oh. <laughs> I wish I had my Spotify right now. No pressure to answer it if you don't know off the top of your head. All the small things. Yeah. I'm I'm singling on Blink right now. Rock show. Someday flipside. The wheels are turning, but I'm not getting much right now. All right, that's okay. I figured you would only be able to name like three I, anyway. I was like, John, that's a lot. Honestly, that's if, a lot to answer. If I had my Spotify, I'd go to the playlist and then I'd do this ten for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so and then uh, same same thing. You were you one of the guys that was into the Taylor Swift uh, drop? I don't. Know, did you see the TikTok? No, you didn't, didn't see the TikTok. I didn't. I didn't. Okay, so they. Bruins put up a TikTok of like Swayman and Allmark and like Jackson Nika just vibing out to the new Taylor oh. Swift album. <laughs> That's pretty good. I gotta look that up. So you haven't listened? To no, your, I haven't yeah, listened. No, when you did have it, to it watch came out that. a couple days ago? It, right? Yeah, like four or five days ago. I honestly heard it on the radio. Yeah. Uh, like them talking about it, like um, a radio show. <laughs> they were talking about the release the prior night or two nights ago, whatever yeah. it was. But I haven't listened yet. Uh, it was just, oh, and Marshawn was in it too. Uh, you got to watch the TikTok. It was really funny. I, I was dying. I, a bunch of people sent me it. <laughs> she does have some good music. I'm not saying I just yeah, wasn't. I, I wasn't awaiting the day that the new album came no, out. No, okay. You weren't. Just to clarify, you weren't like right? my coworker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who was exactly. only tweeting about Taylor Swift yeah. from now on. Um, and just a quick. I'm, I'm also a college hockey reporter, so I just want to ask you a quick. A few little college hockey questions. Um, how much do you still follow Quinnipiac? Like, do you follow college hockey anymore? I let, I let Forbes know the other day when we beat up on North Dakota in Nodak. Um, a little bit here and there, more towards the end of the year, obviously. Yeah. We play most nights they do, you know, Friday, Saturdays. Yeah. But uh, kind of follow. More towards the end of the year, I'll start watching the games, you know. Rooting for them. Those hoping they do well. Yeah, still yeah, exist within like you guys. In yeah. the well, it's funny. I knew Quinnipiac played in North Dakota, and I was like, Forbes. So who Nodak played last night? Just dating them in. Like I think we ended up. I don't know. It was like a tie the first night, and we beat them like five three the second night, and what it was. Like, oh, who'd we? Who'd you guys play this weekend anyway? You know? He's like, I have no idea. I was like, oh, okay. He does so. He doesn't awesome. pay attention. You guys have talk about yourself, anyone? Talk about Forbes, actually. Oh, really? And then, um, so Coach, the other day we were talking to Coach, and he said he's not answering any reporters from BU. Uh, does he kind of, like, go at you guys at all a little bit about the college hockey stuff? Because he went to Maine, and, you know, some of you guys played for rival schools. Yeah, I knew him and Sway got along well. Um, <laughs> I figured. No, I remember, so he was uh, he was in Denver when we played in the Frozen Four, actually, in 2016. He, Denver, had lost to North Dakota before we lost to North Dakota in the next game, you know. So we got the a good hatred for North Dakota in common. <laughs> 
right. I think that's it. Um, thank you so much for taking thank the time. You. Sorry if I took up too much with no, it. No, no, you're all good. Thank you again to Connor Clifton for taking the time to do that with us. And I don't know if you heard the little interjections in there, but Krejci had to throw in a little interjection early on. And then uh, DeBrus came by at the end and told him to stop talking about himself. <laughs> so, um, so we get a little bit from them too. But yeah, once again, thank you to Connor Clifton and thanks to you guys for listening, uh, we'll be back on Tuesday. We're going to record right after the Bruins game against Dallas, so that should be up either Tuesday night or really early Wednesday morning, so check it out then.